that are already making the money, that are already innovating, that are already doing something, then that way you, again, you come together. You gotta be able to come together because you're gonna come in with another solution to something, to, 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 to the to pre-existing problem. And this may be a question um, that you answer, you might need a little little research, but mm-hmm. where can those people find those partners? Because I, I already know I want to have you on another show um, okay. of, of, of a client we represent from the African Diaspora News Channel. But right. do, you, do you know um, of a, you know, where they can go through a Google search or a link or can they go on your platform and say, hey, I'm here to help um, connect me? Yeah, you can you can write to you know at at Let's Bonga. Um, you could go onto the platform and write in, or you could just write to us Bonga at capitalfm.co.ke. What we will do is we will forward it to our partners because we have partners. And another avenue is to just Google um psych. I'm going to Google it right now as we as we talk. Um, psychologists, I think Association of Kenya. And then take it from there. Yeah, Kenya Psychological Association. Um, take it from there. They have, they've got the Kenya Counseling and Psychological Association. So they talk about training, research, practice, and advocacy. Look at look at hospitals, at which the, the different hospitals at which you can um, write to. Because, look, Kellen, I know there is a need. I can even hear it in your voice. There is a need to come and like do something, and that's that's kind of like where we're at. And because we were not professionals, we teamed up with them. But you know, if if you have technology, you can you can sort of share even a uh, work with. Then that's another avenue because then that's something that you can come and share or 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 you know partner with with somebody uh, to do something similar. Because not everything can be done on the ground. Uh, if you if it's gonna if there's gonna be hurdles and roadblocks. For you to be on the ground, you've got to work a way around that. You know, you've got to be innovative to be able to help in different ways. Definitely, definitely. And and you know, <laughs> since you brought up technology, could that be something where you know, if you could partner with someone there, and because a lot a lot of therapy on this side is being done just by the computer. I mean, people are talking to, you know, their therapist or their counselor um, through, through the computer. So I think that, you know, if that would be legal, that could be something that changes the game. But, I, and I want to go back, but what, because I, I could hear someone trying to reach out to you who's yeah. like, hey, I've worked with this population, but in your experience, what degrees and qualifications? Because here counseling I've seen mm-hmm. counselors and facilities, especially with like drug rehab, where mm-hmm. it was former addicts and they had no college, but because they take them through extensive training, they were able to, you know, be drug counselors because they had lifetime experience. So in Kenya, what do you see would qualify somebody to work with this population as far as degrees and, you know, different certificates? I think, you know, like what you just said in terms of training people um, to be like a, maybe a peer trainer or a, a counselor. I know that my co-founder, Muba, uh, was trained by by one of the leading psychologists when he was younger. And they were going to schools and giving this kind of counseling 
to the, the you know to to the kids in schools so that is something that can be done where you do have like a training program um and and you come and train people and then they're able to pass on uh this this kind of education you know and 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 scale it out as far and wide and as and as deep as they can so that is something that can be done uh on on another level yeah people go to school for it people are in school for four years to you know to become counselors and psychologists but you know there you go it it it, it depends how 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 in-depth do you want this to be you know do you want it to do it for life or do you want to have it as a skill so i think that's what you you need to sort of pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as insurance, because that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people pay for that service mm-hmm. here, does insurance pick that up and, you know, do majority of people have insurance through their jobs in Kenya? Majority of people do have, I think it's part of the law that you have some form of health coverage and there is a form of uh, universal health coverage that's coming into play. Uh, we have something called it's National Health Insurance Fund. So you pay a certain fee. This, even if you're not employed, you could ju- you can have this, and it allows you to go to hospitals or facilities and get treat treated. And you pay a fee to the government, and the government allows you to go to this hospital. So it's it's not as you know it's not as far and wide as what they have in the UK, but we're getting there. So you would be able to get some treatment. Um, uh, workplaces yes but not all not all insurance covers used to cover uh, mental health i don't know that they do i i I can only tell you like from our uh in our company at capital fm um because of what my co-founder went ahead and did and he lobbied for the mental mental health to be put on the health insurance cover then that's when that changed so now does that happen all across the board i'm not too sure about the answer to that okay okay and it's yeah but but it would be it would be good because there's a growing population that's uh, that's facing these challenges. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a challenging challenge because yeah. if you had all the workers, then you would actually need people to participate, and that means pay yeah. some you know something, and yeah. and then and if you cha- had the workers who were you know if they were foreign. They would not necessarily understand. I'm sp- saying from Americans because you know we love right. to solve the world's problems. I they know. Not- <laughs> Look, I, I love that. I, I love that aspect. <laughs> okay, but but they wouldn't necessarily get the culture. Many of them, and I would think you'd need to come at least see some of Africa because mm-hmm. you know y- y- you would say something and say, "Well, w- w- why didn't you? Why did you get in trouble at?" you know, your job for not finishing the task. Like, why don't you just pay your power bill? Um, you know, the lights should not have went off or the water should not right. have went off if you would have paid your bill, you know, saying right. something totally just like, you know, you don't get it. That You don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what we're seeing. I mean, again, I, I can only refer to the platform because that's a point of reference. When you, when you see some of the comments of the complaints, you know, you're seeing university students, for example, saying, "My, I, I took a course that my parents forced me to take, and now I'm, I haven't been to school, and I'm supposed to graduate in like three months, but I dropped out of school like a year ago, and they don't know, and I don't know what to do, and I feel like I'm going to kill myself as a result. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, let's back up a little bit. And you would ask the person, why did you go through that? But 
that's all they knew and 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 they were struggling in in one way shape or form you see it in the workplace as well um with just with just just the just the example that you gave like why are you not able to to do certain things or in the house in the family setting you're seeing the same sort of thing yeah and and i and you know mental health people are flawed whatnot but i i came back from cameroon and i had e coli and i had every symptom except death and i actually <laughs> no for 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 real i said hey, do i need a maxi pad up in here i'm <laughs> struggling like i'm i'm a i'm a tough guy but i'm scared what's going on please please jesus please. yeah but but i got a call from the health department here after you know um talking with the doctor and, you know, getting the medication. I was getting the medication before I even came, but they called and the questions they even asked me, like, so why did you eat snails on the side of the road? Because it looked good and it was smelling (laughs) good, you know, and those questions, you know, so the people would have to be culturally trained for, Mm -hmm. you know, the, um, the, the the place um wherever they serve i just want to let all the americans and people say oh i could go solve the problem understand also the culture because you know it, it's it's crucial and and chow you are full of excitement and all that but <laughs> i want you to and I, I before i give my final question i want you to tell people yeah you know um with the radio, if that's all that you do and okay. if there and bonga and if there's anything else and you know, w- w- the best platform for you to be reached at, cause I don't want them to be like me and hit you on all platforms. I want them <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, I need my answers when I need my answers. Child. Sorry. You're like, well, I can get child right now. Yes, you can. Yes, sir, you yeah. can. Um, so yeah, no. So, you know, I've, I've been dedicated to Radio Kellen for just over a decade and it's what I've been doing um, and everything has sort of I've, I've grown in so many ways uh, we we hold festivals here um, here like at the station we have a festival called Koroga Koroga means you know when people come together and they fix a plate so it's 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 just it's a it's a really African tradition where people come together and cook uh, a meal together around a pot or whatever and then you all eat together so it's called koroga and it's just a mix of uh it's bringing just bringing african music to life through this festival and what I, i've been doing radio but i was like you know what i could try try the artist management route so i did that and i've done that and we've hosted so many african artists you, you've spoken of cameroon um you know we've had uh, we've had um, Sanfin Thomas from Cameroon. He's a huge legend there. So he came. We've had people like Kofi Olomide, who's been since been disgraced, but he's he's been there. F- for the younger crowd, Fali Ipupa uh, has come. Yemi Alade. So I've worked with with all these artists in terms of um, being art, you know, liaising with their management team. So just working as an artist liaison and manager for the festival. So that's something that I really really enjoyed, and it's a, it's a completely different skill set, completely different from what I do. And, you know, I just grew into that and had a great time. Uh, I love to travel. I love to cook. I love to cook. I love to cook. I, I try recipes. Um, my friends all the time, they don't know that I'm trying the recipe. I'm just like, hey, I brought you food. And then, you know, just based on their reaction, I'm like, okay, that recipe worked. So um, I do stuff like that quite a bit. Yeah. And, and I just love to travel. I, I love, I, I work out. I should be much better at it. But 
I'm, I'm, I like how consistent I am. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you see Chow Bella Food Channel on Switch TV or NTV, I mean, it would be just. Oh, you did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. <laughs> Oh, oh, you think I'm one of those who just, okay, yeah, yeah, we we, we research in, you know, African TV. I remember my first trip to Africa, and I went back, and I had a meeting, and don't ask how I get a meeting with Viacom, and I'm telling them all the things that we need to be doing here, and I don't work for Viacom, never have, Um, I I have ideas, but they wanted to laugh me out the building because I said, you know, we need to have texting during like the 106 in park and the trl yeah. music yeah. and they're like texting during the shows ha <laughs> ha that could never happen i said well i just oh, came wow. back from africa and channel low is already doing it what were you, you doing in africa was the question not how but not how you know, yeah yeah they were, they were so stuck on that that they they missed out on the part that you you saw a gap that will work and because it's it's all about media is all about interaction. So yes. if you're not able to interact and, and we love to, inter- I mean, we love to interact out here. You know, I'm on the shows. I'm, I have to be on, on, on a studio WhatsApp line. I have to be on, 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 you know, do media and Instagram live feed. I have to, all these sort of things. You've got to be able to interact with your listeners at all times. Yes. And, and, and so I could see that food channel and I don't mean just for, you know, Kenya can be the start. But we need to understand in media that the world really is a global village and Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can connect just that quick that I should be able to watch. And I can through, you know, platforms like YouTube and other platforms that capture international, but we should be able to see and and be able to watch whatever we want to watch from around the world for free, (laughs) pay with our eyeballs, our, our very low, 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 low price. Because your show can start in Kenya, but it can educate in America, in the UK, in Australia, etc. Especially because you're traveling. Chow being the Andrew Zimmerman um, um, of, you know, food. Because we don't, what I don't see, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, right. it, but you travel enough where you'll be able to correct me if I'm wrong. I see American shows can be shown everywhere. They're in Iceland. They're everywhere. But we don't see an African house hunters done in the same type of clean format we don't see yeah. that yeah yeah so t- yeah, tell me if i'm wrong no you're you know what you're so absolutely correct i mean there is just so many there's so many things that we can do um and who says house hunters just has to be american there's people house hunting here too you know it's yeah. just a matter of production it's a matter of putting it together keeping the costs down and just having the right amount of content and um you're you're absolutely right about being able to to view content from around the world for a very limited amount of money and you know now we have igtv i think that's remarkable um you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, they have the Red Table Talks. All you need is a Facebook account, you know? So there's absolutely, you're right. There's absolutely no reason why we cannot innovate on our side of the world and put it out there. I guess the the question would be the distribution channels, and that could be a completely separate conversation. But, you know, how do we make sure, how do you ensure that that gets distributed or gets, gets out there 
for example. And, and I could use the example right now, Kellen, because we're speaking, I could use the example of, for example, Bonga. How do I, how would I ensure that it, it gets out there? Because it's something that we're doing here and it's indigenous to us, but it's, it's, it solves a global problem. How do, how do, how do we ensure that people in your, in your, in your audience are like, Hey, we want to connect with them. How do we connect with them and see how we can partner with them? You know, so that's well, sort of thing. Yeah, we're definitely going to continue the conversation after because um, I do have a couple ideas. And but with this, it is so personal that you okay. have to make sure you have the manpower to be able to expand. Because if you get an overload, if you you know, then everything is just wiped out. Because it's like, wait, yeah. we got a hundred thousand people on this platform, and we again, we only have so many mental health professionals. So it will take right. partnerships, and you know, even students who are looking, there are people here with these degrees who cannot find work and that they could work online. Maybe it's not the same amount of money, but even that, um, you know, you give me two minutes. I, I, we like to solve those problems and we're consultants and PR folks at the end of the day. So that's just how we're wired. But I would say this, folks, you heard it first that that's a soft yes, that Chow will start filming her cooking and sharing it with the world. And we're, and I'm going to tell her, she's going to say, what? You just put me on the spot. Yes, I did. Yes, I was going to say, it might not just be cooking. It might just be follow. I don't know. It might be something to do with me. Who knows? But let's put it out there. There's going to be something. <laughs> yes. Because it starts with us. Black people run yeah. entertainment. When we are on any shows, we run it. But we need to create and we need to do the admin part and start right. from A to Z because we just can't wait for someone to give us a check. We're at a place where we can create the right. check and hire who we want to hire because I love hiring folks that look like me. I like right. people hiring people who think like me. So even if they don't look like me, they think like me and that, you know, they know how crazy I am. I know how crazy they are and yeah. we're not you know, we're going to be, you know, part-time crazy together, but we're mm -hmm. building because that corporate stuff, at least for me, is why I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to be in your box. I am drawing outside the lines since 1981. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, I came out drawn, you know. You came but, out drawn. You're like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in and I don't always want to wear a suit, but what I wear is custom, you know, whether it be African wear or a custom mm -hmm. t-shirt, whatever. So I want to end on this and we love to end on this. Um, and you've talked about it all through this show. So, you know, you give me your best answer. What is your community give back that you're doing, which is obvious, or that you want to do in the future? All right. So the first one that I'm doing right now, of course, is the mental health. And the second one that I want to do is I want to be able to get back into my um, in the counties, which is in the countryside. Um, in Africa, we have what are known as tribes. So I want to get back into not the tribe, but where my grandparents are from and help uplift the youth there um, through a series of programs, whatever I can. I just, um, you know, even if it's through entrepreneurial methods just to hear what it is they want to do and be able to uplift them I'm, I'm currently doing that for a cousin of mine and you know got her started with something and my my vision for her is i just don't want you to depend on anyone anymore i want you to be independent and take care of yourself you're facing problems 
but you can't keep asking for handouts. So with this, I want the seed money. I'm, I'm getting you to start something, but I want you to turn to be able to say in three to six months, I'm going to have to turn this around and I'm going to be able to do this, that and the other for myself. So I hope, um, you know, to be able to do that on a, on, you know, on a, on a, on a bigger scale, not a large scale, but just as much as God could bless me to be able to bless them. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. I thank you, child, for the time we are going to talk and um, I'm going to be bothering you a whole bunch. That's you, fine. That's fine, yeah. sir. <laughs> I'll be bothering a whole bunch, but diversified game. Y'all got the game today. Take it, run with it. You know what you know. Hopefully you grow with this conversation, but chow, I'm going to let you go so you can finish the rest of the evening out there in beautiful Nairobi, Kenya. Thank you so very much. I forgot to give my social media handle. So it's Chow. It's, you can find me on, on Twitter. Um, it's just Chow, L-A-F-E-M-E-F-A-T-A-L. So it's La Femme Fatale in French. So it's my name with La Femme Fatale in French. And you can find me on Instagram. But Twitter is such an, uh, an, an immediate way for me to respond. You guys got it. Come correct. Because, yes, she looks like that. Yes, I believe she's single, but you better come correct. Don't come with two, two, two pence. You, you better better have something to offer. You know, you know when you're talking to royalty, you just think. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you, sir. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. This. This, is, this is Diversified Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And today, y'all, I got a treat for you from all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. You're going to hear another radio personality slash world traveler slash royalty. 
the things that you hear, I'm not responsible for, but I know that Miss Chow Tole is going to give us the game on not just mental health and what it is to be a woman who's a world traveler in Kenya, but she might even put some game where you can make some money. Chow, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kellen. It feels great. It's my first podcast as well, so this is cool. <laughs> first podcast, you know, podcast radio, Chow, I say it's the same thing because for a decade, you know, with different radio programs and podcasts, we've been saying, come on, radio shows, you need to do this, you need to do that, yeah. you need to record, you need, you know, and so it, you, you're not going to get away with, oh, this is my first time because you're going to wear this microphone out in the audience. I know. <laughs> Now, now, I want you to give some background, because when I say Nairobi, Kenya, and then you start talking, someone's going to say, that's my my cousin from down the street. That's not from Kenya. Why are she pretending? So can you give a, a, a history of all, you know, why you sound the way you sound and that yeah. you could even break it down in French because, folks, she will shock you. Well, <laughs> well, Kellen, I've heard that before. Um, I, I sound the way I sound because I'm a product of, of um, education in different parts of the world. Growing up, I grew up in Europe, in Paris, to be exact, and I attended international schools. I, I, I went to school in, in Switzerland. I went to school in Japan. And I went to school in Kenya. And um, not always international schools. When in Kenya, I went to private schools, and I did go to, you know, government public uh, a publicly funded school for a little bit. Um, so I think that's what you hear. You hear a little bit of everything. So maybe your cousin had the same kind of experience. Who knows? Uh, um, did you ask me why I speak French? No, no, no. Why you sound the way you sound. I just wanted to let the people know if you had to bust it down in French. I mean, for all oh. I know, you might bust it down in Japanese too. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's you know especially in america and and you know that americans you come in here they don't understand geography and so they're so used to when they hear you know oh you're from london or you're from japan but there's folks who went to international schools who sound like your cousin your neighbor and yeah. you know um so i just wanted to clear that up so they didn't think that i misread um, or you got somebody from around the street to just pretend or something. No. <laughs> yes, yes. And and let them know about your, your, your radio background. Sure. So, you know, another thing I didn't add there is that I, I did go to, to, I finished up my university in the States. I was actually in uh, the Twin Cities and I went to the University of St. Catherine where I studied broadcast journalism. And um, after which I, I moved I worked a little bit in, in the U.S. and then I moved to the Horn of Africa. That's Ethiopia and Eritrea where I worked in the peacekeeping mission. So that's humanitarian, but I was in the radio section. So that's where I kind of fell in love with radio because I had an amazing uh, mentor um, who has since passed away. She was out of New York and she kind of put me, you know, she used to carry, she's like, child, come with me to the radio station. And this was a really small station in Eritrea and Asmara, um, you know, it was completely different from anything I'd ever seen in my life. But I went there and I kind of got the bug. And then I, I, I moved to Kenya when I was done with uh, with the Horn of Africa because I, that, I just tired out of it. And I got into another radio station here. I, 
I, I went for voice test and they said, you know, we want to keep you and we want you to stay with us for a, a long time. So that's, that's exactly what I did. And I started off in radio at Capital FM, which is where I've been for the past 11 years and um, have been having a great time, done various number of shows. At one point I was doing three shows. Um, um, three different shows. So I was working almost every day and now I've scaled it down to one, uh, a weekend show. Um, just from, you know, just from this week, I was actually, uh, I had two separate shows. So that means I was working throughout the week and I scaled it down because I'm, I'm, I'm working on a mental health campaign, which I know we're going to talk about in just a bit. <laughs> oh yeah. We're definitely going to get into that um, real quick. Just, you know, wanted to let the people know, you know, the, the background and also the, the serious, cause you're not, I mean, your campaign and people can, you know, go check out bonga.or.ke, but tell That's us, right. yeah, tell yeah. us um, what inspired this and you know what you're doing. All right. So um, as you know, I was trying to get my co-founder to, to be on this um, podcast as well. Unfortunately, he's unable to, he wasn't able to make it. And he is the head of the digital media at the station, at the radio station, which is capitalfm.co.ke. And um, so what had happened was he has somebody in his department, on his department, people were kind of struggling a little bit with uh, mental health issues, but there was one person in particular who really caught his attention and, you know, he was really trying to help. And, and do everything to kind of change and, and, and help. And um, this person had to be admitted in hospital. And um, it was, I think, for three months, I believe. And he went out of his way to find out, like, okay, what is it that you're really suffering from? He didn't really know. He didn't really understand it from the beginning. And um, uh, David, you know, he Muba just, just went in there, just tried to understand, made sure that he was taken care of. And as a result, because he's um, he's a director at the radio station, he went ahead and influenced uh, human resources to include mental health coverage as part of our of our health coverage, um, because that was not the case before. It was not something that was really recognized or was being talked about. So because of what he faced, he was then able to influence policy change at that level. So on my end, like I said, I had a, a, a number of shows that I was doing. One of them was the late night show, which I've been doing since just up till last week. And you know, I had people calling me up, Kellen. I had people calling me up on three separate occasions saying that they wanted to commit suicide. And it was just really, really difficult because I'm not a health practitioner and I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a fellow human being having the same human experience like everybody is. And to me, what was important is, okay, I, I, I may not know the gravity of the scope of what it is you're going through, but I do know that I would like for you to survive and to live. That was that was just the premise, that, you know, and that's the approach that I used on in each, you know, on each occasion. And, you know, then we got to talking because we're cool um, and we got to talking and he was going through what he was facing in his department. And I was unbeknownst to him. I was facing what I was. And we had a conversation which spiraled into a bigger conversation. And, you know, people wanted to know more of, you know, what could be done. And we both kind of decided like, hey, we need to have a safe space um, because, you know, anybody who's going through a mental health challenge preferably would need somebody to speak to and somebody who is a professional. So we created Bonga, but it was just, initially it was just like, yeah, let's just do it. And the person who actually created the platform is, is, is the same guy 
who went through the challenge, the mental health challenge and was hospitalized. And he came out of it saying, I want to be able to give back. So he created the platform and, and we've been working on it ever since. It's been like two years. And uh, the first two years are the hardest. <laughs> Anybody who, uh, you know, who works in creating or creating platforms will tell you um, that it's usually really, really hard. And, and we got professional psychologists on the back end to, to kind of give support to the people who write in. And most importantly is that it's anonymous. So that takes away the stigma. Because when anybody's facing a mental health challenge, there's a lot of stigma. People, if people know your name or if you have to log in, you might think, oh, they're going to know who I am. They're going to find me and that sort of thing. So we wanted to ensure that that was not the case. Okay. And, you know, anybody can Google and I, I know it pops up on my feed. BBC recently has done something on our Kenya's men um, yeah. at risk because of suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, the mental health worldwide is, you know, getting more and more focused. I've worked and I've been a counselor and I've been a supervisor mm -hmm. at an acute residential treatment uh, mm -hmm. facility. And I like working with the youth population because I have more mercy and grace than I would with adults. But mm -hmm. for, you know, we're seeing a lot of adults dealing with this. And I, you know, understand because I've looked at the numbers that. Yeah. There's not enough prof uh, healthcare professionals there in Kenya. There's yeah. not enough here either, except, you know, we um, a lot of times have first world problems, but problems yeah. are problems and feelings are feelings. Uh, what are, do you see that people need? Is it that you need more counselors, um, more physicians, knowing that I know that you need both, but yeah. what could Kenya use right now for anybody who may be listening saying wait i'm in that field and i can't even get a job where i'm at right. um what does kenya need okay so right now i think awareness like we need awareness programs we definitely need more therapists um because as you can tell the number is really really low and there's psychologists are, are more than the psychiatrists there's I think only 88 psychiatrists in the whole country, if I'm not too, too wrong. So we need a lot more people with this kind of expertise to come into this space. Um, we also need people who, because I don't know, I, I, I know the art, I know the story that you're talking about, the documentary on the BBC that we watched as a team. And, you know, for men, we know that generally men don't speak up as much, but just, you know, this kind of awareness programs where you have, you break it down for the men, whatever trauma, because it seems like there's a wound um, that is not being taken care of. So when we have people who are able to address that, it could be, uh, it could be a psychologist, it could be in the form of art therapy, whatever therapies, to team up with existing programs. And that will go a long, long way, definitely go a long way. And BBC did a beautiful job and there's nothing funny about mental health, but y'all, you know, I'm going to try right. because that's the only way, especially when you're dealing with it or dealing with a family member. But I said, when the rest of the world hears at the end, when they said, you know, well, we're having trouble when the men were talking because our women aren't listening to us. I said, yeah, now we know 
black men around the world got the same complaints <laughs> the same everything our women aren't listening to us what i say here um black folks are have some compassion issues um around the world like you know because he wasn't lying but he's talking about you know maybe our food or something wasn't <laughs> wasn't cooked i said man are we complicated and simple at the same time but you know <laughs> You know, if what what is the average salary for someone in that space? I, I know looking up like doctors were making like a hundred and twenty seven um, KSE a month. Um, but those were like doctors. What what about the counselors, the, the different therapists and what type of qualifications do you need to to work with this population? All right. So, I mean. You know, doctors make doctors make a lot of money in, in Kenya. They don't always list how much they make, but I think the more specialized you are, the more you make. You know, um, I'm just going to give a roundabout figure if 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 you could do the math, just to get um uh just to go see a doctor, you're paying about um thirty five dollars in consultation fee, and this is for a country that does not have a very high GDP. So that's that's quite expensive on our end. Um, you know, counselors probably are making about a thousand or a thousand five hundred dollars a month, but then the cost of living um, is really is not as expensive, for example, as the US or in the first world. So in a place like where the the documentary was shot that's out in the countryside where, and we call it the counties. So it's much cheaper. I want to just paint a picture for you. You could get a meal, a full meal, just out of your, just out of your garden. You're, Cause you're not paying for the food. You're growing the food. You have a cow. So you're getting the milk for your tea. So all you're doing is you're buying tea leaves and sugar and salt and oil. And you could do that for about 10 to $15, right? And you're mm -hmm. still, you have enough food um, to last you for quite a bit. I, I'm going to say two, maybe two weeks because you've bought all these ingredients and you've got everything else from your farm. So the further into the countryside you go, the less expensive life is. But then, you know, there's also other challenges like health challenges, for example. Um, in the city, like any city in the world, we say Nairobi's like New York. I've been to New York, so I can tell you it's pretty fast and everybody's moving life is way, way more expensive there's people who are paying rent so no matter what you make you always have somebody trying to get a side hustle but if you are an expatriate if you were coming in from the states you would most likely have to be paid way more so that your standard of living is kind of equivalent to where it is that you left i don't know if that answers your question no, that definitely answers my question. And is there any uh, movement that works with healthcare, mental health care professionals that are coming, you know, foreigners to help them, you know, if they say they want to move? Because right now we're seeing so many people on Instagram. It's like every day people are going to a different country. They're moving like child, just, hey, I'm here, yeah. I'm there, you know, um, it, you know, and I'm saying like child, like you've moved in, yeah. in, in your your life. Um, are there any programs out there if someone say, hey, I'd love to give that a try for a year? Um, is that possible even? 
I think the best the best way to do that, especially if you're in the U.S., is to liaise directly with the U.S. Embassy because they will give you a list of of verified or people that they know would work. I know that USAID takes people in and then they kind of move you around. But if you're looking more in a private setting, then you know you would you would look to to possibly hit up the hospitals directly. Or I don't know, like with what we're doing with Bonga, because we're because we're online, we you know if you write to us, we would probably be able to direct you and see, hey, who is this that you know these people can work with? Because we're working with verified counselors, so we would put you through to them, and because that's their world, they would then be able to work around that. You see, so you have to have a bridge that will take you to who it is you need to work with. But are there programs that exist? I'm pretty sure they are. Um, you know, Kellen, just the other day, um, our president said that he, you know, he, he wants something drastic done about the mental health issues. And one of the things that we're doing as Bonga is we're working with, legisla- with a legislator who's putting legislation together to, to change the law around mental health, because right now there are not a lot, there's not a lot of rights that people who have or who are struggling with mental health issues have. So we're working with a legislator and we're looking to get into the school system as well, to put bonga into the school system so that we can arrest these cases before the, you know, we have the much older men. You're talking about having more compassion for younger kids. We want to get the kids when, you know, within the school system and work with them from there. Yeah. And, and that compassion, I mean, and I, and I've traveled, you know, a a good amount and I always see, I, I tell people black folk are similar to the same everywhere you go because growing up, you know, I'm from Okanda, you know where Okanda is? No, where's Oconda? That, that's that's Oakland, California. That's just after oh, Oakland. You're from Oakland. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and 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 in and in in Oakland, you know, in the Bay, the same way in New York and everywhere else, um, it's you know, hey, if a teacher or someone would tell you your child is crazy, that mother, mm. that father is going to say that boy's not crazy. You're crazy for thinking that. And there is a problem here with overdiagnosis because we have five-year-olds who I've given lithium to, you know, because oh, wow. it was the doctor's orders. And I would say this boy, nothing's wrong with this boy, but he doesn't have parents or, you know, especially if, he, you know, someone is in a group home because they don't have parents um, or if they are troubled, they think just giving medicine. So there's an overdiagnosis here, even though there's still a problem. And then with black folk, it's, you know, you can all you can see this worldwide. Mm-hmm. Well, we just need to pray for them. And yes, we do need to pray. But sometimes people do need medication. People do need therapy and you need to get up off your butt and go get it to them because, you know, you have the pastors who will throw out the medication and you don't need mm-hmm. that because, you know, mm-hmm. that money needs to go into that uh, collection plate. But mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we need to stop making excuses and downplaying because we can tell that people have serious issues. Now, I don't know in Kenya, if it's like America, most of our jail population, no matter what color you're in, are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in Kenya, 
what are people doing to self-medicate and is um, crime rising while mental health is rising? All right. So what are people doing to self-medicate alcohol, Kellen? <laughs> people, people are, we're finding even off of, off of, of Bonga in terms of the data we're, that we're seeing and, and the answers that we're seeing as people are drinking their problems or their sorrows away. Um, you know, in Africa, everything is very commun- community-based. Everything is just community. We're around the community. So because of the stigma, you're not going to ever say that I'm suffering from this, or I'm going through this, especially for men. So you just meet at the bar and you'll drink. And the next thing you know, you're drinking three, four times a week. You're drinking the entire week. And uh, that's what's happening to you. And that's what's happening for you in terms of, you know, in terms of medication. So that's how you feel like you're dealing with the problem, but you're really not. Uh, in terms of the jail population, yeah, you, I mean, the, the mental health and, 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 and the jail situation here is not exactly linked. Uh, you wouldn't draw a direct link t- to it. Where we are seeing people um, hiding behind mental health is... Um, you know, people hide behind the church, especially a lot of women. There's a statistics that a lot of women are hiding whatever issues, the mental health issues they're going through within the church or 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 the mosque. So within behind religion, or um, and you're finding it with with uh, teenagers or young adults. I'm going to say 21, 22, 23 year olds um, in reckless behavior, in um, drugs sometimes, um, yeah, and very risky behavior. So. People are hiding in in different pockets, but they all kind of have to face one another at the dinner table, so to speak, or when you meet with your family. Um, So that's, you know, and people are hiding it in their family setting as well. I mean, it's it's hidden everywhere, but I I cannot draw a direct link between mental health and um, people who are incarcerated, you know. Okay. And and could that be also that, you know, here we spend a lot of money on the research on stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of times you say problems don't want to get solved because, um, you know, that means a lot of folks would lose their job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sometimes can hear my audience reactions and, and, yeah. it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's global. You know, we get a little piece here, here, and here mm-hmm. outside of the States. And I just heard some of my African brothers, some of them that I drink with, some family members say, ain't nothing wrong yeah. with drinking three or four times a week. That's <laughs> social. So <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm not saying there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying that it becomes, you know, you become dependent on it. Like yeah. that's what you have to do. Yeah, but no, let's help. Let's help. Let's help our folks because we know in African culture, in Asian culture, drinking like that is just that's after work. That's what men do and women (laughs) and women. So how do we know when it's a problem? When we're in Kenya, how how, how can you tell and say, maybe I I, I, maybe it's me? What are signs that you see? Some of this, okay, so what I've heard and, and what, you know, my, like I said, so uh, we've, we found that it was two people. So I'm, uh, you know, my co-founder is male and I hear him saying this all the time where you find that the person there's after work drinking, which is with it was, which is reasonable. Right. But then you, you drink and then don't go home or go home very late. And you might say, yeah, that's what we do. We're men, but 
you you neglect the other side of your life. So almost like you're not facing whatever it is that you're dealing with. That's how people know. Or they get completely wasted. I mean, and I mean wasted, you know, like that party wasted on a Tuesday. Or they start drinking much earlier during the day in the week. So when you start seeing the alcohol intake increasing and it's prolonged, a lot of times it'll be fun. We're all doing it together. But then after a while, people start saying, well, he, you know, he's been, he's been hitting the bottle a little bit more or that sort of thing. And, 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 and remember that people who, who might be depressed or might even be thinking of suicide are not going to outrightly tell you, you know, they might just, a lot of people are the life of the party. They're not, they're not telling you what they're going through, but they are going through it at the same time. So yes, um, in our in our various communities, in our African African Americans, our Asians, uh, Caribbean perhaps community as well, alcohol is not frowned upon, or drinking is not frowned upon. But then when it goes when it's excessive, and maybe the people in your household start to question, and it's it's characterized by maybe you know very risky behavior or whatever kind of behavior that is not was not there before. You've got to be able to ask questions. And Def, definitely, like, yeah. And like I said, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of what we're seeing, and even just looking at going on to Banga, is where we have people saying, you know, I haven't stopped drinking, or I don't know how to deal with this, so I hit the bottle. Or we had a particular case that was so that really was really it stimmed all of us, including the therapist, who had to. When they looked at it, they were just like, there's so much of a young, of a guy who said that he went drinking, came home, found his mom had been drinking, and he slept with his mom. Wow. You know? Yeah. And that's off of our website. I mean, off the, off the, you know, off that website. And it's like, even when the therapists were looking at it and trying to address it, they were like, there's so much going on here. Like this, this is like the drinking and, and sleeping with the mom is the, is the end product of so much more. You see, so a lot of people are hiding it, and that's why I said there's a lot of covering up. There's different layers to it. So, um, did he sl- rape his mother, or did his mother was she also so drunk? She yeah, consented. it seemed like it was. It, it seemed like it was consensual, just from um, just from what the, what the person shared on the on on Bonga that it was consensual, and then he said that he found out that he was gay. You know, he he realized he was gay. So he doesn't even, so there's so much. Like he slept with his mom, he was drunk, slept with his mom, then he's gay. So how do you, you know, and he's confused at that point. Definitely. So, yeah. So my my point is that there's so much, unfortunately, in our cultures, there is so much secrecy. There's so much, you know, so much in secrecy. You don't want to talk about things. And there's stigma attached such that you're unable to deal or arrest a situation like this in its infancy. You get me? So when you have when you have people speaking up, which is what bonga means, means to speak up. When you get people to speak up, they you know, a lot of stuff is gonna come out, but it's gonna come out. It's not gonna stay inside. So then you're able to see, oh, this person is suffering from this, and you're working with therapists, this person is suffering from that. You know, and like I said, we're not licensed therapists. We just wanted to to use whatever tools we had, and in this case, technology, to tackle a human condition 
a situation that is also being exacerbated by technology. You know? Now, now you touched on something that, as a as a straight male, I don't always tap in to these issues, but I think it's important because working with the, the, this population in the past, um, we we've seen that you know many folks who were homosexual were mm-hmm. harming themselves before in the states. Things were out in the open. Um, and they're very out in the open everywhere. I mean, even in the South, you know, every the law is the law and everyone yeah. should be treated with, you know, respect and all that. But I know from Kenya's president in the past, you know, gay rights hasn't been something that, you know, any African country really, really wants to, you know, tap into. Some more than others will accept certain things, but... Mm-hmm. Have you seen any correlation with there's an LGBTQIA population, they Mm -hmm. don't have, you know, the rights to be who they are, and that, you know, a a lot of them are either considered, you know, they need mental health, or Mm -hmm. maybe they're, you know, getting some shock therapy. I don't know. What's going on with that and the correlation between LGBTQIA rights, not not having rights, and the, the mental health piece? All right, so a lot of um, what we're seeing, uh, it's a really interesting question. A lot of what we're seeing is, you know, there, there was recently a law that, um, it's called Repeal six, uh, Law 62 for the rights of um, LGBTQI uh, uh, people, uh, people who are, you know, identify in that way, and it didn't pass. And um, one of the things that um, people were, uh, that, that we're finding is a lot of people are, are hiding even deeper um, within that community because they're they're literally suffering from a lot of depression. So the fact that they cannot come out and have their rights and, and speak vocally is really doing a number on their mental health, that there is a direct correlation. And we're seeing some of that on, on the platform as well. And and is anyone uh, uh, addressing this? Because in this in the in the states, you know, I, I live in Seattle, and yeah. um, but I grew up in the Bay, and there there was a neighborhood in San Francisco. If you know you wanted to yeah. do that, you could safely do that. But as a straight male, we were always told, "Don't go to that neighborhood. There's no business." So honestly, I've driven by that neighborhood once mm-hmm. to go for something for business, but I've never been to like you know um that area of San Francisco because I had no business in it but is there anything to say we need to pocket these people are exile with pay or something to get you know if you want to go and do that lifestyle you can't do it here but we'll help you so we don't have a crisis because you'll just build a crisis is there anything to help that community Well, because it's not really accepted, Kellen, it's not accepted in, 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 in you know, by the, the general population, <clears throat> there is no legislation that protects them. And remember, for anything to be done or for anything to happen, you need to have legislation, which is why I was telling you we're working with, um, you know, a senator to ensure that this legislation passes and we're putting ourselves front and center because we know that's the only way that people who are suffering 
or dealing or living with mental health issues can get help. Now for the LGBTQI community, they don't have that. They don't have that legislation. So until legislation is passed or put into place, it's never really going to be accepted because the law does not support it. And as a country of laws, we just said that, you just said that, a country of laws, it's really, really important when the law is there because then, you know, you're able to make or ensure that people's rights are taken care of, etc, etc. So I think what I do know is that they're going to keep trying within the court system, within the legal system to get some kind of legislate the legislation passed and to get more rights. But are they suffering? Yes. Are they reaching out to us? Yes. And okay. what we say is, yeah, they, they re and on a personal level, you know, people, um, you just say, you know what, just hop onto the platform. You will get a therapist who will speak to you. And that will help you because I'm not a therapist, but this platform is for you. So like I said, because it's anonymous, they're, then they feel secure enough to hop on. Because they, they're already suffering. It's, it's a double whammy. They can't, they're already suffering from, okay, you're not straight. And then the second one is you're going through a mental health crisis. So it's like, which, which one are you gonna deal with first? <laughs> Yeah. Or how are you going to deal with it? Yeah. So it, it becomes heavier for them. And, and and let's 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 talk about let let's say okay you have an influx. People go to school, and how much school would they need to help? Do you think solve this problem? Um, to you know, and even if they were foreigners to come there, mm. but could the hospitals? even afford to t cover the need because, you know, a lot of, I mean, Africans, black folk around the world, school, 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 we are doing the school, we have the degrees, but are the jobs yeah. there worldwide? No, they're not no. there. Mm -hmm. So, so talk about, you know, that piece because that's a whole nother problem. So the, the part of the education sector, the education sector, what, you know, um, do, do they need to have the, the MSW? Do they need the more the MDs? And can the hospitals or how can, you know, if you do have the talent there, how can they serve the people when maybe the hospitals it can't take that many employees? Is it so, private business? Yeah, I think there has to be a partnership, a, a, a private enterprise as in a government partnership. They, they just need to come into, into partnership. Um, you need to have innovation tools or, or platforms like we do so that you can then approach people who are in government and say, hey, this is what, you know, this is what's happening. We have a solution. We need to have, it needs to be solutions-based as opposed to just, um, you know, as opposed to what we're seeing right now, which is just, like you said, school, 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 this is the way it's going to go. This is the way it's going to happen. And this is the end result. It can't always work that way. Um, that's not feasible. Neither is it tenable. So, you know, we need to, we need to be able to see, we need to be able to see, it needs to be done differently, I think is the best way I can put it. It needs to be done in, as a combination of, of, of different sort of, of events. So we have, the legislation on one side, we have innovators, we have Kellen and, and, and people who 
who in the States are looking at, okay, I could come and do this, but what is it going to cost me? And how am I going to survive? Because, you know, you've got to be able to survive if you, if you want to volunteer and do this. So there needs to be that people coming to the table and working in concerto and working together to be able to, to make this happen. It's, you know, it's, you're stronger together. No man is an island. So if you come together in, the, in a round circle, you'll be able to, to make something happen. Yeah, because I, I would assume if folks can't get help at the hospital, the only other option, you know, is the church. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that that could if your pastor is qualified, that could be be good. Um, but see, a lot are not, though. That, that gonna, it's yeah. so funny that you say that because a lot are not. I mean, what we're finding again, I, I'm, I'm going back to the platform because that's where the data for us exists. And where we find our truth in terms of these are people we don't know and they're telling us. Um, there's, there's. I was on. I, I had a TV interview two, two, three days ago, and we were referring to something that we saw on the platform where somebody's saying, I, "I keep being told to pray, but this, this thing does not go away. So you know, you need to go to the pastor and pray, or go to church and pray, or go to the mosque and read the Quran. The reason why you're, you're facing all of this is because you're not." You're not spiritual enough for you. So you, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Automatically, you know that there's a problem because you're, you're facing a mental health issue. So imagine to then be told that you, you're not praying enough or you're not spiritual enough. It just, it's again, you feel even like if you were making three, if you had gone three steps forward, you go five steps back because there's just no way of, um, of being able to, 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 to get out of this being told to pray yourself out of it and maybe that's what your pastor is is prescribing which is fine but it's not the only solution whereas what i'm hearing you kellen say is if your pastor is qualified so not a lot of the pastors or the religious leaders are qualified to be are qualified to be therapists they're they're qualified to be spiritual leaders or pastors or priests or imams but not to be therapists so that's where the problem comes in because somebody gets pushed further down the hole, so to speak. Yeah, and communities, countries suffer. And, and that's it, worldwide. When you don't solve one problem, it spreads. And then, you know, it, it has to hit a certain population for people to say, oh, it's an epidemic. You know, we, we, we see that here with, you know, drugs. It's not an epidemic in the 80s when crack cocaine was mm-hmm. running through, you know, the hood. Now it's an epidemic because Timmy, Johnny, and Rachel are all using, mm-hmm. you know, meth. And so it would almost mm-hmm. seem like in Kenya, maybe it would have to hit the uh, more affluent people who can afford, you know, to ship kids out and go here, there. But exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Africa is a, a beautiful place. Um, you know, I, I can't wait. And I hope, oh, I hope in October when we come to Kenya you are there because of course yeah (laughs) you know I I I want to see it through the eyes seeing it through your eyes right um and we've talked a lot about what Kenya needs but I also want to talk about you know you are one of these people who you're you're making a difference and you see other people getting into this arena and how can they someone listening say okay i want to help um how can i get out there and make 
you know, money doing this privately, if I don't want to go through, you know, the hospitals or whatnot, are they even allowed to treat people in Kenya? Because, you know, you don't want a whole bunch of folks, you know, with ill motives trying to prescribe drugs. I don't know who can prescribe drugs in Kenya can, you know, the type of drugs for mental health, whether it be lithium, Adderall, whatnot, or can you get that at the pharmacy? Oh, so no. So you've got to be, you've got to be licensed. You've got to be licensed. You've got to work with a licensed um, clinic or even if it's a government hospital, but it cannot be done independently. Even if you came from the States, you're listening to this podcast right now and you're saying, I want to be the person to, you know, I have extensive time. I, I, I've got three months. I could do this. You would have to be attached to a licensed um, place. Uh, you, you would not, you know, even if you could, even if you can read the signs, even if you know what the person needs, the, 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 you cannot do it independently. You cannot go get this medication without a prescription and the prescription has to be from a licensed facility. So if you're listening right now, you would need to be a, to attach yourself to a licensed facility. Can you come out and help in other ways? Absolutely. How would you make money? Team up with people that 